Welcome to another bonus episode of me. I am a memoir, the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey, with me, Fab, and her posh. <laughs> we are digging into Mariah's discography in these bonus episodes. Uh, now we are up to hashtag one. <laughs> Mariah Carey's number ones. Uh, Hashtag one. Um, Mariah's number ones. Uh, we're not going to go through all of the songs that we've already gone through on yes. the various albums because you don't need to hear us go on and on again about uh, the Fantasy Bad Boy remix featuring Old Duty Bastard um, or thereabouts. Wait, but, sorry, I uh, totally tuned out. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Are we covering that or not? No, we're not. Okay, because no, um, I didn't. Good. But we're going to talk about all the original, uh, I mean, some of them are covers, but all the songs that weren't on other albums before that are on number ones. And also specifically, because if you are listening in the USA, uh, we got a very different version of number ones in Australia, which we will go through while we're talking about it. But we had a different track 13. We didn't get I Don't Want to Cry. We got uh, Someday, but we also had Without You. Ken Lee. Uh, Ken Lee. Um, which because that was number one in the UK. Yes. So, uh, and there is an extra, extra, extra song that we will talk about when we get into it. So, let's do as we always do in these bonus episodes and break it on down. We Break me on down. All right, so Number Ones is a compilation album released November 17, 1998, uh, featuring 13 of Mariah's Number One singles and four new songs or five new songs, um, <laughs> depending on where you are. Um, it went to number four in the US and number six in Australia. What were we thinking? Um, I have to say it now. It's just a thing. Um, I will say there has been sort of a lot said about this album and how Mariah wasn't happy with it because it didn't have the fan favorites and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, and that's why she was much happier with the Greatest Hits album that came out later. Um, but it does I think seem... that's also probably why she insisted it be called Number Ones. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's just Number Ones. There's no... And there, apparently, like, wasn't there a fight between her and Sony and, like, they didn't want to put anything original on there. They were just like, oh, we're just going to put sort all your Number of, Ones. Yeah, and she like, fought oh, for it because she's on. like, well, I want it to have something new. Again, I don't want to be sewn up with the 90s. Oh, um, but also, like, you know, my fans love me and they're going to spend money on it and you're going to give them nothing extra. Yeah, exactly. Except some artwork, like and if a you picture want, of me on the cover. Yeah, if you want it to sell, <laughs> let's do it this way. Yeah. Um, and especially because some of the songs, like you said, are covers. It, it, they, should, they didn't have to go spend heaps of time. No. Um writing new stuff but i was curious because like it's sort of i wonder whether like it sounded like it was agreed upon in that meeting with the sony president mm. um so i'm wondering if maybe the her dislike actually came prior to that when sony first mentioned it yeah and then she's going like, and then when she's gone to negotiate with the president she said all right if you want me to do that it's number ones with a couple more songs and i'll do a more you know, full-on fan favorite style greatest yeah, hits. Yeah, um, double CD. Greatest yeah, hits a double DP. Double DP. Um, because it seems like 
if that was already agreed upon, there's really no need for her to not like it at this stage, mm. you know? So it's like she fought for it and she got what she wanted. Great. Yeah. Um, so let's start with Sweetheart, written by Rainy Davis and Pete Warner. A mm-hmm. Rainy Davis, sorry, yeah, Rainy Davis cover featuring J.D. Yes. Jamash, um, which actually didn't chart except for US bubbling under 25. Well, it's weird that this is on the album featuring J.D. because this was... This was a JD song featuring Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Mariah compilation. So she's like, oh, I'm just going to put me on it and you can yep. be there if you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, now there's a little quote which um, Mariah sort of talks about the tracks on this album. She goes, I chose the bonus tracks for various reasons. Sweetheart, because I ain't got one. Try that one on. <laughs> So we love a little Mariah. So we've got a video before we get into it. Oh, um, a video. So JD and Mariah in a house that in 1998 would have been called futuristic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mariah isn't cleans. It like a, it's a Gary building, isn't it? Is it? Like I, Seinfeld? It like, <laughs> no, it looks like the Gary? Guggenheim Gary in, in, oh, sure. in Bilbao in Spain. Is it well, not? I don't know. The outside building anyway. Whatever. Let's say it is. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, we make a lot of shit up in this show. Well, that's fine. Um, it's Debrat's grandma's house. Um, <laughs> may she rest in peace. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Stupid. Why is it? I don't understand this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so Mariah clings to one of Morgan's cats on a daybed. Yeah, um, Morgan's cat. Th- yes. I mean, we don't even think. It, it does seem to be the same cat from Always Be My Baby Remix. Mm-hmm. So um, there's many outfits of the boozy variety. Yes, it's and, a very boozy film. Uh, yes. Blue Mariah runs down the street. Um, Mariah straddles that guy she mentioned in the book, but I forgot about him um, while he rides a bike. Why oh, yeah. did she mention him? Because they were sort of sweethearts for a minute. But where did he come she, from? Well, he was hungover or he was drunk. He got drunk on the plane. So he was very hungover, wasn't Is that, he? That might and explain some of what I said. She may have got some vitamin D from him. I'm not sure. Great. Um, but I'm forgetting <laughs> why that was brought up. Anyway. Um, Do you want me to open the book and have um, a look? No, no, it's okay. Um, so <laughs> Mariah is in a nighty. Um, the guy on the bike has like one expression, which kind of makes sense because of the hangover. Yeah. Um, He's very hot, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. He has cheekbones for days. Days. (laughs) Um, I mean, look, he could make that one expression at me. It's fine. Um, There is so much side boob, and we see Mimi's undies. Um, (laughs) They're at a club. JD stands on top of the Sydney Opera House. Mm. Ew, kissing. (laughs) It's not the Sydney Opera House. Well, I I know. That's before I realised it was Debrat's Cremors. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the description of this episode will be. Like, Bosch and Fab take a trip to, to Brad's grandma's <laughs> <laughs> for number ones. <laughs> no number twos at, at Brad's grandma's house. No Little respect. <laughs> <laughs> May she rest in peace. Um, <laughs> so for me, this was a song I'd heard before. And it's one I suppose, I, you know, it's, it's not a super favorite, but I enjoy it. It's not one that I go, wow, oh my God. But yeah, I enjoyed it enough and the video is fun and, and yeah, what are your uh, thoughts? Uh, his name is Flask, by the way. Flask! <laughs> and it was in Bilbao, Spain. I'm in the book. Because oh, there <laughs> there's, there's a Guggenheim there and it's like why a was it mentioned? building. I can't believe um, Debrat's grandma lived in Spain. Anyway. 
Because there was, uh, it was, remember she had that group on her Crave label and he yes. was one of one of them, uh, one of her friends and she cast him as the motorcycle riding, lip right. licking love interest. Lip licking. Uh, yeah. Good, that makes sense. His hangover played well on film. <clears throat> he was my sweetheart for a very short time right after a very tough breakup. Which I'll get to soon enough. Very short time. He was fun, fine, and just the thing to lick my wounds. So, was this after Derek? I'm guessing. Maybe it was after Nick, like it comes back. Like, (laughs) 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 Um, I love Sweetheart. Like, Sweetheart was kind of a surprise to me when the album came out. I was like, oh, what is this? This feels like... I feel like I should have heard this before if this is someone's single. Why haven't I heard this? This is great. Like, there's not even that much Jermaine in it, really. <laughs> <laughs> she like, edited him out. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing I found, like, and that's kind of, yeah, that was a surprise to me. I was like, oh, this has already been a single before, before? Like, because it's, it's fun. And it's, you know, when you are a fan and you buy Best Of, you're like, uh, what have they lumped me with? Like, I don't yeah. know. I know we've talked a little bit about um, uh, Madonna, uh, but her Immaculate Collection came with some really ordinary dross on it. <laughs> Which were those ones? I only know it as a collection of singles. So Yeah, and there was like, like there was one Rescue Me, I think it is. It's oh, like, I like Rescue Me. Oh. <laughs> Rescue Me. Rescue <laughs> <laughs> Me. That's the first, that's literally the first time it's ever been performed live <laughs> by us. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were just a couple of like, I was like, uh, I think Justify My Love was the other one, which I quite like, but it was just. Oh, I thought that was from Erotica. Was that from Erotica? Maybe I don't know. I haven't gotten there on my journey. Anyway. Oh, that there was something about rain or something. I can't remember. Um, not the song Rain, but there was another song with had thunder in it. <laughs> God. Anyway, I don't remember. But this, this was this song called Vogue. Didn't care for it. Um. <laughs> oh, but see, that was from I'm Breathless. That was from the uh, yeah. That was from the that movie. And then they put it on the Immaculate Collection. That's where everyone got it from. Um, anyway, <laughs> why am I talking about Madonna? Uh, so yeah, I was expecting so many greatest hits albums come with terrible, terrible extra songs that you go. Well, it's meant to be the greatest hits and this is on here. (laughs) So when this was on here, I was like, oh, well, this should be a hit. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) So, yeah, I really like Sweetheart. And it's like, I kind of like that kind of funky noise. (laughs) Like the production is great. Like it's it's a fun, you know, it's a proper Mariah and Jermaine production. Like it's a... It is a fun song, but yeah, it should have it should have been more realistically. Should be more. So, what is your score from number one to infinity? A sweet finity. (laughs) I think you gave that maybe. Oh, I don't remember now. Anyway, um, well, I gave it a four. (laughs) Oh, that's good for 
figure. You know, that's almost yeah, identity. Identity. Yeah. <laughs> in your world, it is. Um, all right. So on to the next. We have When You Believe, written by Stephen Schwartz. Oh, we, didn't, I, we didn't mention how difficult Mariah was making it for that man to ride his boat, motorcycle. You can, you can mention that. She was like, how did they not fall off? I know. Like, I know filmmaking how they didn't fall off, but in, <laughs> in the in the you know what is meant to be the video clip, like a he lets her ride for a while and she seems to just be wobbling the bars all over the place without turning over, <laughs> <laughs> and b she's upside down with her legs open for a while <laughs> while he's trying to concentrate on the road. <laughs> Yeah, there were, there were there were angles in this video that we'd yet to see yes. of Mariah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Also, he was very hot. I totally understand why she let him lick her wounds. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says in the book. Um, so, when you believe, written by Stephen Schwartz and Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. So it gets you know mention in our episode um feet whitney houston us number 15 and australia number 13 what were we thinking oh but you know what like i know it's only number 13 but it was in the charts for like 15 weeks in australia like it charted for it may not have gotten very high but it was around for a while like it went gold i think in australia so it's probably have a, a um an album called number 13s (laughs) (laughs) but i think it like technically Probably sold more than some of her number ones in Australia. Yeah, sure, I get you. Yeah, because you know sometimes a song will go to number one because of all the pre-hype, and then disappear off the charts. Whereas this just sat there for like months. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna perch myself here. <laughs> Don't mind I'm gonna me. pop myself down at number thirteen, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna dip out at number fifty in about four months. Yeah, and I will be <laughs> here forever. I'll poke my head back into number 48 just quickly. Uh, um, So the video, uh, this is my little synopsis. Mm. They're in Egypt. Oh, no, it's just a stage. Um, (laughs) Whitney's face says, surprise, bitches. Um, We have film clips in the background. Whitney can make 19 faces per syllable, Mm -hmm. each symbolizing opposing emotions. (laughs) She has these things where she's like, happy, scared, terrifying, thrilled, horny. I don't know. It's all the things all at once. (laughs) Um, Black and white footage of Whitney and Mariah. I'm guessing Mm -hmm. from the recording of the song and door. Oh, no, it might be the video. (laughs) Is this video showing the making of the video within itself? (laughs) Vidception. Mariah and Whitney Gold. Oh, oh, (laughs) that's a typo. Mariah and Whitney hold hands, not gold hands. Um, (laughs) Random orchestra. There's fans clapping. Are they actually there because COVID has ruined? <laughs> that is the weird thing. Happening. Like, why is there applause in the video clip? Like, right, but then at we'll, the end, there there is an audience. I like, mm. well, I just um, I'll buy it anyway. You don't need to sell me on the audience. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Stroby club lights start going off, followed by the house lights blinding everyone. It that was strange. It was like a re- lot of weird lighting in this. Video. It was ready for a drop. Um, followed by the house lights blinding everyone. Mariah did not agree to this direct lighting, darling. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, with the house lights house lights on, it must be seven a.m. and everyone has to stumble across to. Revs for kick-ons. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the video. But there is also an alternate video um, in a, video. In a church. Mm. Um, but nothing much else happens. Mariah has to walk like a kilometre down the aisle to get to Whitney. And then they just stand there and mouth the words. Right. 
So that was for a little special on the Prince of Egypt. Oh, yes, um, yes. He demanded a separate version simply for him. Um, <laughs> for now, movie premiere. Yes, you also did mention the Oscars performance, which oh. I, I took in with my eye holes just moments ago. I feel like you have it, you know, in the vault already. Oh, I love it so much. I so love it. I didn't really write anything except that um, Whitney does a lot of hun breaking. <laughs> she does like a lot of hun. Everything, <laughs> everything starting with an H in this song all of a sudden. Hun. Oh, and you believe. Hello, hello, is. And then she passed out. Um, yeah. But look, it was very camp. We had a little Christina Ritchie, Christina Ricky, depending how you say it. Yes. Um, introducing them and. The white dresses. Many, like, much white dresses. Like, you think it's just them two in white dresses, and then they hit the bridge, and it's like, oh, no, there's an entire choir (laughs) on that stage. A Mariah choir. (laughs) A Mariah choir. They're probably faking it like they did in that other video. Oh, don't. Um, (laughs) Um, Fake choir. This is the other thing with the Oscars. These vocals are live. Yeah. Live to the point that I don't feel it was either of their best moments. No. It's a very big auditorium and it's quite cold. Um, I felt Mariah was a little uh, tense or a little, maybe had a little bit of a sore throat. Yeah. It's, and, but you know what? I love that That when there's a few times when they both go reaching for notes and they're like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just, you just go, but they, they both keep singing in sync with each other. It's yeah. like, oh. There's, because um, there's a few times where you're like, oh, I don't think they're going to make it. You're like, oh no, it's still going. Like they're yeah. still, they've, they've like, they just walk the this. They're weird, hitting that note. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, but they're like walking this tightrope of like maybe getting out of sync with one another, maybe losing harmony. It's like, no, nah, they they both kind of stay in each other's pocket, just right, like just where you think it's going to go west, and it's like, oh no, they're still there. There's, <laughs> and like, and also they refuse to end the song. Oh yeah, this is like the ending. song stops and they're like, "Now nah, one more, oh, a little bit more, <laughs> just a little bit." And okay. Oh, I'm you holding. made a noise. Oh, I'll make a noise too. I'll make another. <laughs> and now let's hold hands. And yeah. they hold hands. It's okay. <laughs> like and then Mariah's like, "Bye," and off she goes. Yeah. Um, and they just wander off. <laughs> yeah. Aim- Where are we? Um, the Oscars. My favorite <laughs> moment from that Oscars was when that song won the Oscar for best song. And uh, for Stephen Schwartz, who also wrote the Wicked um, musical, um, and uh, it was presented by someone with a regular name. Yes, <laughs> and both of them just looked like, "Who is that?" <laughs> like, I seriously? did forget this. I should have because I did. I tagged you in it, didn't I? <laughs> I didn't know that um, because, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, we might touch on it when we go and do our little prolo podcast, special editions, but um, there is different clips, of course, that the, the lambs and the prolos have compiled on, on yes. the YouTubes um, showing the view, like the very few times they've been in the room together. And one of them was on American Idol, um, which was an unfair crop for Mariah because the other judges all got up and clapped for um, regular name yes. and Mariah was kind of flinging some um, confetti or whatever it was on, the, on the thing 
But then she actually did stand up and clap. It's yeah. just that you could only see it from like the zoomed out, <laughs> like <laughs> rear. Maybe that was her. Like when they went in, she's like, okay, I will stand up because I don't want to be rude, darlings, but you cannot show me from the front. <laughs> Zoom way, way out. I'll do a like, quick two-second stand and a quick clap and then I'll get down and, and people, you know, who need to know will know, but the ones, you know, it's, it's yeah. they've got to find the evidence. Um, but, yes, I did notice this. But this was, of course, before the recording career. I, yes. I believe that started in 1999. And when we get to them, I did recently realise that the whole first album was out long before anything was real. Yeah. So maybe there was, oh, I don't, I don't know her, but because I genuinely don't know her. But, you know, we're talking about two women here who, given the timeline, are probably being told your days at Sony are numbered. And, you know, they're both about to sign huge multi-million dollar deals with other record companies. And perhaps they're being told, this is the new face. Like, she's older than both of us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this much older. <laughs> we only want older artists. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, we're speculating, but I love it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's true. I, the look it's, at their face like, what? What? Yeah. And what? look, honestly, it could have been a case of... Um, well, I suppose they were at a, a film ceremony, but kind of going, oh, I know that she's an actress or something, but yeah. at the Oscars, <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't even gotten loud yet. <laughs> All right. But yes, that was, that was fun. So I love When You Believe, as you can imagine. It's Mariah and Whitney. It's iconic. Um, and, you know, I feel like this is, you know, third, they, they're saying third time lucky or third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. This is the third Hello, time. Charmed. Charmed. Uh, <laughs> this is the third time Mariah and Babyface have worked together. And I'm like, oh, now you hit the nail on the head. This is exactly <laughs> like, bang, here we are. Um, yeah, I think this is like their vocals are great. They just sing the shit out of this song. It's, you know, I love Stephen Schwartz. Like all of his songs were a little bit schmaltzy, but, you know, I've have sung the entire uh, Wicked soundtrack at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, and little known fact, both this song and the Wicked soundtrack were written for Gloria Estefan. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Gloria moment coming up, but we Do won't. you? <laughs> but yeah, I love, when you believe, yeah, it's, uh, it's Whitfinity. <laughs> Did you like it? Did I like it? Yeah. When you believe. Let's just say that I believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is one I've known the whole time. I, yeah, I always knew this song. And uh, I, it was a fun bonus because I believe one of believe one of the earlier, other than obviously Daydream, mm. one of the early Mariah compact discs that I had was The Greatest Hits. Um, which featured this and many others. Um, some uh, Something about stars that I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, look, it's heaven. It's it's Beliefinity. Yeah. Beliefinity. Yeah. 
I think it must have. I just thought it went unsaid, you know, as in, you know, it goes without saying. So I, I just forged ahead. I just, I just needed to rehabilitate Babyface because I have given him a bit of shade. On what his was last... the third song? Melt away this, and what was the other one? Uh, the first one was Never Forget You. Oh yeah, that was on Music Box because I forgot it. I keep forgetting it. Keep <laughs> Even forgetting just it. literally me asking about it is an example of me forgetting it. <laughs> so yeah, I just like it was one of those things. I was like, There's, they can do something amazing together, and they did. Or melt away and this. To know why she didn't mention him in the book. Yeah, let's ask her. We'll we'll ask um. We'll ask Angelus. I mean, look, we've got a whole half a book to get through. He may turn up. Yeah, in the chapter Babyface. <laughs> um, Is there a chapter called Babyface? I don't think so. <laughs> don't scare me like that. <laughs> so, all right, are we now ready for a little whenever you call feet Brian McKnight? Oh, yeah. So we did touch on this in Butterfly, so we won't go super into it, um, but it did sort of give me a chance to listen to it as the duet. Yes. More... Um, you know, zoned in on it as a duet. So I do think this version is actually just as nice. Yeah. Um, I do think it anchors the key change a little better. Yes, it does. Because um, it's it like does. it's it's like Brian McKnight gets to do the the sliding into the key change. And he just he taking literally, yeah. And literally his voice being deeper makes it feel more grounded. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it does take into a little bit more of a saccharine kind of mm-hmm. territory than the solo version. Um, I do think it's sort of more heartbreaking as a solo song. Yeah. Um, I think it gets a bit aphanasiaft. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so what are your thoughts on this versus the original? Look, versus the original, I, again, that album was one of my favourite things in the entire world. Uh so hearing that song again, I was like, oh, oh, there's a man. Where'd he come from? <laughs> Where's this man? Why is there a man singing? And can I This is ask, normally I... my part. I sing this part. <laughs> <laughs> I do the harmony. I do the other bit. Because sometimes I would. Sometimes I would see, like, when I saw you, sometimes is uh, <laughs> a duet. It's a duet, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Just yeah. wait, wait until we get to it's like that, and I tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. A regular um, story. A regular story. <laughs> so yeah, I get excited. Uh, I got excited when I heard this when I first when I bought number ones because I was like, oh, there's only going to be three new things. But you know, also I'll be able to play all the other songs over and over again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also you know, I was like, oh, are they going to be dance mixes? Like, what kind of versions of things are they going to be? Uh, so the number was, ones, Charlie. Number ones. <laughs> well, you know, Fantasy was the ODB remix included on the album. Um, but yeah, I was just like, and also, you know what I loved? I loved that it went backwards from yeah. from now to then. I thought that number was one interesting... was not a number one. <laughs> <laughs> Track one, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I really enjoyed this. I I don't think it replaced my absolute love of whenever you call the Mariah Carey solo version but it certainly was and you know what when I listen to it I'm like I don't I don't think she went like in the book she said she went back in and re-recorded I'm like you sound exactly the same <laughs> yeah. he's just sung over your song he literally has just sung over the top of you singing <laughs> what she meant was he came to her house and she pressed record <laughs> 
Um, is there one that you go back to more? Uh, I'd probably go back to the solo more. Yeah. I did love this for a while. Like when this album came out, I listened to this version a lot. Um, but it hasn't supplanted the original for me. As opposed to the... There's one in a few albums time where the same thing happens again. Oh. And I actually do prefer the duet version to the solo. What album? Uh, it might be Memoirs of a... Okay, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, the original Whenever You Call got a cusp of Infinity, although it maybe got a promotion to Infinity this week. Ooh, oh, yeah. Uh, so watch that space. So, I thought I can't... Voicemails. <laughs> I can't give this one quite the same. So, I went Whisper Cusp of Infinity. Whisper Cusp? <laughs> <laughs> a whisper it's, it's of, a, a cusp. of a cusp of infinity. So not 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 as close to infinity as the last one, but still nearly infinity. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm you, Brian Finity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we ready to push on to I still believe? Mm-hmm. So this is, of course. A Brenda K. Star cover written by Antonia Armado and Giuseppe Cantarelli. Mm-hmm. Um, hadn't said those names. I'm real proud of myself. Um, <laughs> which went to number four in the US. That's pretty high. And mm. number 54 in the AUS. What were we thinking? Um, and Mariah wrote about this song. Reminds me of the fact that not long ago, I was a teenage girl with nothing to my name but a demo tape, my voice, and my ability to write songs. So the video... We start off at Edwards Air Force Base, California. Mm-hmm. Mariah Monroe shows up to do a USO-style show for the troops. Mm-hmm. And those boys are thirsty. They're holding up signs. Then Boozy Mariah gets off a plane and makes it way more horny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mariah runs a bit, probably looking for the horse from Butterfly. Um, <laughs> I think I spotted Beverly Leslie from Will and Grace in the crowd. Um <laughs> Beverly Leslie. <laughs> Cow Walker, I thought I was male gin and regret. Um, this is this is fine, but I much preferred it when it was Manifa's Touch It and like 18 times hornier. <laughs> Mariah's version may lead them to having a little alone time in the shower later that night, whereas Manifa's led to a circle jerk. Because uh, <laughs> oh I, I then had to go and watch Manifa's song because it has essentially the same idea but they're super horned up in my neighbors um I see, I see. do you know the song i'm talking about yeah oh it's so good um <laughs> and then there was a remix video hmm. so we have a lamb kids playing with a pinata mariah lamb and crazy bone are chilling no wishbone the dog because he was off filming the new season of his show um <laughs> The lamb runs away. Mariah just stands in the middle of town, floofing her dress. Yeah. I think this is problematic imagery in here. <laughs> There's some jewellery. pinata. <laughs> yeah. Mariah dances on the bar. Debrat shows up with the cash monies. She's in a blue car. Is it the car from Save the Day? Um, <laughs> and then, I don't know cars. Um, I think I like this song better, though. Mariah is walking away. It appears to rain money or whatever. Did the lamb come back? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Debrat's rap in this is quite pointed. Yeah, there was a lot of bleeping. I need to hear the non-bleepy. Uh, but also just like the, you know, getting dumped by a record label. Like it's a very pointed 
Like, <laughs> this is a real rap thing happening. <laughs> um, it's so good. And also, she's doing fucking Willy Wonka. I know. How Bring can, it on, how Mariah. Think, yeah. let's, let's remix with Willy Wonka. <laughs> and I will say, I think I preferred that version. Yeah, I mean, I love the the original because she's it's very much in homage to Brenda K. Star, whereas this one is um, I'm doing my Mariah thing with the Brown yeah. and JD. We're all hanging out, um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's I, I I really like the original. I still believe it's one of those songs that just pops into my head for no good reason, and I feel like I don't know, like I know. Brenda K. Star didn't write it, but you know, you when you cover someone's song, there is a trailing royalty because you did the first one. Yes. So um, it feels like Mariah's just going, I got your back, sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been a couple of years, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those ice filled flap days. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my new shoes. <laughs> but the video, the video, like, I much prefer the video for the remix. The Pure Imagination remix. Um, the the original video at the Air Force Base, which is straddling an entire plane at one point. Like when she's doing the kind of looking like she's doing, you know, wartime Chanteuse, she looks a bit Esterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Estercary. She's got like a full Gloria Estercary look going on. It's like, oh, oh that hair is not okay. <laughs> like that hair is too Gloria. Get it off. Like get like I'd much rather the tortured horse hair that she had from the butterfly oh, clip film clip. That was rough. Really? <laughs> that was rough. That was a actual horse's tail that she was using. <laughs> <laughs> she grabbed it as it was running away. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Wild horses run unbridled. Not with that still on. <laughs> um Yeah, there was like I just was I was getting full Gloria vibes from that 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 do, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I love. I still believe. I can't like. Again, it's one of those things where because I there was only like five songs in this album, really, <laughs> so I love all of them. Like they've <laughs> they've got strong strong memories for me. You just finished listening to Vision of Love, and then it's like straight on into this, and it's like, oh yeah. Of course this is next. <laughs> of course. It is funny how, yeah, you hear a song and then it triggers what you should hear next. And sometimes if it's on a playlist, you go, oh, no. But also, song. in like given the timeline of the album, because we started with Sweetheart, which is like yes, in the future. Sure. And then yeah. we've gone to When You Believe. And, like, and all the way through, backwards through her catalogue. So you get to uh, Vision of Love. And now this is a song that she used to sing when she was doing backup vocals. So yes, it's kind yeah. of like, oh, that's great. I really love that. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I love it. Was I thought love about. It. Yeah, it's cute. So yes, I'm 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 into I still believe, and again, so many uh, twelve minute twelve inch remixes that yeah, you man. need to hear about. Oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, this was one where, like I said, I think I much prefer the remix. I think I wanted to like it more than I did. I didn't yeah. not like it, 
but I think because of the story and, and the meaning of it, I wanted to be like, yes, yes, yes. But it was quite new to me. So again, yes. it wasn't, I don't have that It is a connection. grower, I will say. It is one it's of those grower, ones okay. that you, the more you hear it, the more you're like, oh, you know, actually. I mean, it's got a, it's okay. a very kind of 80s vibe, but yeah. Or it's, maybe it's a little watch this space. Yes, I think, I think um, you will, like if you listen to it more, it will increase in value. Okay. <laughs> So I gave the original a 3.75 mm-hmm. and the remix got a 4. Right. So it's not a huge gap between them, but I just generally enjoyed the second one more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I've already gave Witfinity to the other one, so this one has to go Bleefinity. You see you seem so entertained by yourself on that. Yeah. Do this on my own. You don't need to be here. I know. It's true. <laughs> that brings us, I think, to the final track mm-hmm. we'll be covering, which is Theme from Mahogany, Do You Know Where You're Going To? Written by Michael Massa and Gerald Goffin. Uh, and it is a Diana Ross cover. Yeah. So, By the way, Michael when- Massa is one of my all-time favourite songwriters up Ooh, what there else did he write? with Diane Warren. Uh, he wrote a bunch of stuff for Diana Ross. I think he wrote the, um, what, Touch Me in the Morning. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and I think he might have written All at Once for Whitney Houston. Is that one of his? Uh, yes. Great, like great ballad writer. Like just can knows how a woman needs a song written so they can just belt the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, but yeah, it's this is quite sweet. Like, because Diana Ross's vocals have never been that strong. Like, she's always yeah. had a fairly, you know, her range is is Diana Ross's range. Um, and Mariah kind of attacking this song. She doesn't like. There is a temptation when someone has done a fairly, you know, nice version of a song to go. Well, I'm going to sing the fuck out of this. And Mariah's yeah. gone. I'm going to resist that temptation. Yeah. I am just going to sing this nice, sweet song in the way it's meant to be sung. Until the very end when I'm going to squeal <laughs> to the heavens. Yeah, but that's just like, that's just, you know, kind of shading, really. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like a bit of like, that That was almost the like reminder. a... <laughs> yeah, because it's a 70s song, that was almost like a kind of mini Ripperton sort of vibe more than anything. Yeah, true. That was going on. Like, it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this at the end as we uh, fade out. Off we go. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Diana Ross's vocal because I actually, what I wrote was, because I nearly forgot that this was on there because it's only on the international versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we were covering I was like, oh, no, there's there's one more. Um, so I only had a quick listen to Mariah. So I don't think I'm, I'm going to have a really good grasp on it, to be honest. Mm. But... Um, it's one of those songs that generally I kind of forget about, but then when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this song. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm happy to hear this. Um, and what I wrote was, it's nice, but I, I just love Diana's version so much. Yeah. And I said that, weirdly, I like that Diana isn't the greatest vocalist in the world. There's something sort of undercooked about yeah. the original that makes me, it, it adds the charm and it makes me feel like it's, you know, your, your great auntie singing it to you as a kid or something. Like, yeah, I know that sounds weird, but it's like a comfort. Yeah. It's like, oh, that person who doesn't really belt, but yeah. they're singing in this nice tune. It's the one song they know how to sing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love them for it. And I do agree, Mariah didn't go overboard, but even her skill kind of still is yes. beyond that. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I, I sort of, I need to listen to it a little bit more to fully decide, but off the bat, I gave it a four because whistles. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great, like it just structurally, it's a great song. Like it's really, yeah. I feel like no, they, these kind of songs don't get written anymore. Like these kind of like, you know, it's kind of plaintive. It's kind of sweet. It's, there's no, uh, like it's, I mean, it's obviously written for Diana Ross's vocals. It's written to showcase yes. ha- like the best part of her. And I don't think Mariah's range is like the best part of Mariah's range is not in the best part of Diana's range, if that makes sure. sense. Like, yeah. um, like I think Mariah's range is better suited to when you believe. Like she goes for much more of a run. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like her vocal horses get to go into the top paddock. Yeah, <laughs> whereas, this isn't a, even a cant. Whereas this um, one, yeah, it feels like dressage. Little pointy horses. Theme from dressage. So is Mahogany a film? Is that yeah, it was what? a film yeah. that um, Diana Ross did back in the day. Um, Diana Ross had quite a film career. Uh, I mean, I love a bit of Diana Ross. She's oh. the part of the reason that I enjoy washing the dishes. Oh, you've told me Because, have I? Yeah. I'll tell it again. Um, <laughs> I was really talking upset. about Diana and Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I was dis- The whole story is that I was feeling a bit down about the fact that I have to do dishes every day for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, and then there was an interview with Kylie talking about lockdown and how she's doing the dishes. And someone said, oh, you we wouldn't normally. She goes, no, of course I do. Of course I do my dishes. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I thought, if Kylie Minogue can do her dishes, mm-hmm. then so can I. But if I'm going to do my dishes, I'm going to do them like Kylie would. And do you know how Kylie would do her dishes? While listening to Diana Ross. Yes. Yes. You know, it all comes back. It all comes back. Yes. So now I quite enjoy my dishes. Do you do to the theme of uh, Supreme's Diana, 70s Diana, or 80s it's, BG's Diana? It is a, <laughs> it's actually a vinyl that I was give, gifted Ooh. in... Gosh, 2007 or something. It's the greatest hits of Diana. Mm. Um, it's got Upside Down, which is my favourite Diana Ross song. So oh, that, whatever that era. That that Upside Down, weirdly, was the song they played when I was in primary school um, to get us to go back into class. Like, oh, at play lunch. <laughs> like, that would come on and yeah. then the, the bell would go and we knew it was like, Upside Down, you're talking to me. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. So, yeah. So, I give <laughs> Upside Down by Diana Ross Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I did actually, I did give my score for this. So, what is your score for it's the, the Mahogany? It's the cusp of Infinity. Okay. It is just, it's a Michael Massa song and I I would much prefer Mariah to sing Touch Me in the Morning because that has a build in it that needs to be attacked. Sure. Um, as much as I love Diana's version. But yeah, and uh, any Michael Master song, anyone can sing them and I will love them. Um, but yeah, just on the cusp. Because I've given <laughs> Infinity to every other song on this album. I know. Like, this it's... isn't, I'm, I'm not giving this less than Infinity because I've done it for everything else. It's just, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, your It's Fine is Cusp of Infinity. My It's Fine is three or four. No, but it's still, I really love it. Like, I really love the song. I really love her vocal. I like, it's a song that I go back to a lot. So it's, yeah. Like I said, there are some coming that I'm going to not enjoy. Very curious. 
you won't because of copyright. Copyright. Which does bring us to what is happening next, which is a little extra bonus rainbow episode. Ooh. So that will be coming, uh, I think, I believe in a few days. Oh, and, or a uh, week. We'll see how Or we a go. week. We'll see. Don't this promise. Will probably Don't be overpromise. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we will be hitting that album before we have a little break, before getting into all that glitters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, I, I have had one listen already to Rainbow, and I'll have another one before we get going, and we'll see where we end up. Very excited. Somewhere over the rainbow, I assume. Ah! Joke. Um, Butterflies and rainbows. Gay. We've got it all going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming the video clips, because it's called Rainbow, the video clips will be floods and fire, <laughs> <laughs> earthquakes, <laughs> and straddling an airplane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's very exciting. Yay. All right, oh, darling. Gosh. Well, uh, I'll see you on the other side of that rainbow. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Bye, Emily. Bye. Bye. Bye.